Today, we are talking the wrap-up of Cal versus Washington State. Disappointing showing up in the Palouse. The Cougs get the win 28-9, to but we'll talk about it. We'll tell you why. Coming up right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bear Insider, Ultimate Insider Podcast. I'm Mike Pulaski, former Cal quarterback and radio analyst for the Bears. Today, we got the bye week, so... The team has had a week off. They practiced the entire time. Now, the thing about bye weeks is it's a time to reset, refresh, kind of get yourself back on track. You miss some of the little things along the way. And so hopefully the team's able to get themselves together after that loss up in Washington State and Pullman because it was not a fantastic showing for this Bears team. We'll talk about it. We'll break it down. Offense and defense, really a tale of two different games in this game. I will talk to head coach Justin Wilcox coming up. We'll break down the game from his standpoint, what he saw, what he thought of the team, what he thought of the play, where they can improve, where they can get better, and how they move forward from here. First, let's break down that game up in Pullman. Offensively, I thought it was not a very good showing for the Bears. We've been talking about it all year long. You have to win the game on the line of scrimmage. The Bears were not able to win the game on the line of scrimmage. And until you can do that, you don't get to start the play. Those big guys have to get the play started. Didn't do it up there. If you look at the stats, Cal had 13 first downs on the game to Washington State's 21. In terms of rushing yards, so sometimes when you're not protecting the passer, maybe you can run the ball a little bit. Still not able to do that. 32 net rushing yards for the Bears. Now, a lot of that came in sacks. Jack Plummer getting sacked. But they they weren't able to run it effectively. Jay Knott ran for 72 yards, and he did a lot of that on his own, kind of creating space where there was none and using his physical skills. So appreciate the fact that you have a back that can do that, but a back that can do that with great blocking out front now becomes something special like we saw against Arizona. And so the Bears need to find a way, figure out a way to make it happen up front. Cam Ward, quarterback, we talked about him pregame for Washington State. Really good football player. I thought the defense actually, for the most part, for most of the game, held him in check. He had 27 for 40 for 343 on the day, passing with two touchdowns. But up until the fourth quarter, defense had his number a little bit. They got two interceptions on him. They were kind of keeping him in place. And it wasn't until they got a big screen, tunnel screen, and we'll talk to Coach about this later on, that kind of kicked it over for them there in the fourth quarter, and their offense hit on a couple big plays. But I thought the defense did a nice job of keeping him guessing, of making him look a little bit confused back there. Now, physically, he was a pretty special talent, and there were a couple plays where defense needed to win, that they they didn't, needed to make a tackle on the backfield, stop them on third down, uh, and the Bears didn't do that as well at times. And so, again, all these little things add up to a loss up there in Pullman. Jack Plummer, 24 of 37, 279 on the day, had a good day passing in terms of numbers, but had a rough day back there as a quarterback. Team gave up four sacks. The offensive line gave up four sacks versus Washington State. Defense only got one sack. And you could say, yeah, mobile quarterback Cam Ward, which is true. But at the same time, you've got to protect your guys. One of the biggest keys to winning football games, especially in this day and age, is to get theirs and protect yours. And by that, I mean quarterbacks. 
And so Washington State did a good job of getting to Cal's quarterback, Jack Plummer, and the Bears' defense weren't able to get as many sacks on the board, just one on the day. Total offense, and, and you saw it in the passing game numbers, total offense. Bears had 311 total yards. Washington State had 460 total yards. Big difference there, explosive plays, explosive pass plays in particular. So first and second down, Bears struggled a little bit with explosive pass plays, and that's kind of been their nemesis on defense all year long is, is they'll hold a team, they'll get them down, they'll give up a big first down for some reason, and then, boom, you'll get an explosive pass play. And so that's something they're going to have to hem up on defense. But I thought overall defense played pretty well for three and a half quarters. Like I said, up until 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter, it was a 14-9 to nine game. Bears were in it. They had a chance. Even though the offense wasn't producing, the defense was doing a good enough job to hold them and creating turnovers. And so, or creating takeaways, I should say, for the Bears. And they just didn't get it done. We'll talk to Coach in just a second. But the big keys for this Bears team. Defensively, they need to win one-on-ones. They need to, if they're in the pass rush, they need to win when they get a one-on-one. If it's a defensive end versus a tackle, they need to find a way to get to or at least pressure that quarterback enough. If it's a DB in space, in man coverage, he needs to win the one-on-one. All, By the way, all zone coverages eventually become man coverages when a guy is running through your zone. And so the DBs need to win if they are one-on-one with an offensive player. Washington State, a couple uh, explosive plays. They didn't get that done uh, all the time. And so we got to find a way to make that happen. Linebackers, DBs, defensive line, all tackling in space need to find a way to get a guy on the ground when you've got him one-on-one in space and so that's huge on defense offensively they have to win the line of scrimmage if they can't start winning the line of scrimmage then it's going to be a long long season from here on out because they're going into the meat grinder of the schedule coming up with you know Oregon Washington SC UCLA by the way both LA schools look good this year I know nobody in the Pac-12 wants them to look good but they're both looking really good right now Oregon is talented. Washington is talented. Got Stanford. Big games, always a big deal. So there's a lot of tough teams coming up on the Bears' schedule that they need to be better for up front. And so the offensive line has to get better. Technique-wise, assignment-wise, they have to get better and start getting it up front. And and I could say the same thing, win the one-on-ones up front. If an offensive lineman is put on an island where he's one-on-one, he's got to win. And so the Bears have to start doing that as well. Those are the keys. I talked to Coach about the game up in Pullman. He's given us a, his breakdown about what happened versus the Cougs. Joining me now, head coach Justin Wilcox. Coach, a week off, had a bye week. Are you feeling refreshed? Where are you at right now, emotionally, kind of physically, all of that, where a team is in the middle of the season? We, we practiced uh, four days last week, <clears throat> so it's not like we took the week off, so to speak. We just didn't have a game, so we everybody practiced who was available to practice. Uh, Monday through Thursday, we had a team workout on Friday uh, that wasn't football, but uh, weight room and conditioning. And then uh, they were off on the weekend and we are back at it yesterday. So, um, you know, eager to get back on the field and get back to work. You know what we we need to we need to utilize every opportunity we can to, you know, practice and so we can perform better. Yeah, absolutely. And, to, and, you know, in that vein, talk to me about the Washington State game, kind of performance in the game, your thoughts on where the team was. We knew Cam Ward was really good going in. I thought the defense was disruptive in terms of what they did. Uh, and I thought they looked a little more out of joint than they normally did. 
Yeah. Um, you know, overall, uh, you know, not near good enough to win the game. I thought uh, offensively, uh, we really struggled to get anything going. A lot of negative plays, uh, sacks, and um, we didn't block. We weren't very good at the line of scrimmage. And so uh, didn't get anything going. And you can't win if you don't score touchdowns. So uh, we got to do a better job on offense. Our special teams, our punt team especially, had been playing real well, did not play as well, gave up a huge punt return in the first half uh, to put the defense on about a 20-yard field. Um, and, uh, you know, and then defensively, honestly, until really the fourth quarter, I mean, we, we, I thought the guys battled really hard and got two big takeaways and it was 14, nine in the fourth quarter. And we had them third and four and they threw a tunnel screen and we had a, a drop in kind of pushing right into it. And that was the play that turned the tide. I mean, they hit a tunnel screen for a first down and the very next play, they run a kind of an RPO don't block the outside backer and just throw the fade and they caught it for a touchdown and we never recovered from that on either side. So defensively for most of the day, I thought the guys gave us a winning effort. And then uh, that big third down conversion. And then the last drive was really poor tackling. That was uh, disconcerting to, to have that many missed tackles, but uh, yeah, I mean, we got to score touchdowns on offense. We can't give up explosive passes on defense and special teams got to play cleaner. Yeah, you talk about that tunnel screen. I thought that was a huge play, too. We talked about it after the game. You guys had exactly the right defense called, but it's so important. Like, you can't hold, you can't explain enough how important angles, assignment, like being exact in what you do is. And guys make mistakes, and that's the difference in the game. Uh, you had the right defense called. You had the right – if we just take the right angle, you win that play, right? Yeah, I mean, and there's a number of other plays, you know, it's not that one play cost us right. the game on defense. I mean, we had a number of other opportunities to, for example, get the QB on the ground and create second or third and extra long situations. And we struggled to do that. I mean, namely the first drive of the game, the first third down, and we have unabated guy to the quarterback and we got to stay on his upfield shoulder and, and be able to sack the quarterback when nobody blocks us. I mean, it, you're not going to get a better uh situation than that as a rusher that you're unabated to the quarterback and we gotta when that happens we gotta get them on the ground because then they're gonna have to punt from back up and now the field position changes and we still stopped them on the drive but the field position wasn't as good so you know there's a number of things like that where you, you got to finish those plays those moment of truth plays and it's all good in in practice when you're not going live but when it comes down to it and it's live and it's you versus him and you got to make the play. I mean, that that's where the game is, is won and lost. And so defensively, we had a number of those plays, whether it's the pass game down the field, whether it's uh, finishing on the quarterback, whether it's the tunnel screen and then offensively, you know, just way too many uh, times getting beat uh, up front, um, you know, run game, pass game, and, you know, really just didn't get much rhythm going. I thought we had a couple big passes there with Jeremiah and, uh, you know, uh, J. Michael had a couple big passes as well, but overall just didn't do near enough because we didn't put the ball in the end zone. Yeah, exactly right. And I wasn't trying to single one guy out. It's just, yeah. you know, it, the assignment, getting guys to be so tight with their assignment and exactly on it every time, so important in football. And I see it, you know, coaching myself, I see it every single day about this is the exact assignment. We do it for a reason. That's it. And so it carries through. It's always five to eight plays that are really the big difference maker in every single game. Yeah. And so – 
and then there's the consistent pattern. We've talked about it before, the offensive line up front, right? Guys, you have to start the play. If you don't get the play started, it'll never finish. And so we talked about the offensive line before. You talked about keep coaching them hard, keep coaching them on assignment. Where do you stand with the offensive line? What are we trying to do up front to kind of get those guys going? Well, we feel like we have the guys in the right spots for them to be at their best. And uh, now it's about them, you know, as a group individually and as a group playing better together. Um, you know, it's it's not a seven on seven game. We got to we got to start up front, whether it's run or pass. And um, you don't play good offense without good O-line play. And, uh, you know, those guys, uh, we're asking them just to be better versions of themselves, not ask them to be superhuman. Um, we just got to, we got to play better tech technically. Uh, we got to be on the right people uh, more consistently and they're capable physically of doing these things, but we have to get it done on game day. You know, walkthroughs are great. Meetings are great. Their, their attention to it is great, but ultimately it's got to show up in the games. I mean, there is no do-overs or my bads once the game starts. I mean, we got to perform. And so uh, that unit, like every other unit, uh, has got to, you know, prepare themselves through practice and meetings so that we can go out and do it on Saturday. Yeah, and it, and it gets back to what we're talking about technique-wise. Some guys are just so good at it, they just automatically do it, believe it. They execute on exactly what you're coaching them to do. Some guys get tight, right? We talk about all the time getting tight in the game. Is that part of it, kind of the tightness of, ooh, don't want to get beat, the worry about it? Because I, I doubt it's attention to detail at this point. Right. I, I know you guys are coaching. I know you guys are – and I know that there's pressure about it. So what explains that? Yeah, I don't know if there's a great answer for you, Mike. I know what you're saying. Um, and, and as we all know in football, whether you're talking defense, special teams, or offense, the more physical ability you have, you know, the more you can make up for a mistake. You know, right. whether it's tackling – uh, or coverage on a, on a, on a receiver. I mean, if you're a elite athlete, you can make up for some things, you know, from time to time and same at O-line and, and re receiver and running back and quarterback. But I would say, uh, you know, yeah, th there is pressure in the game, I guess, you know, it, it, inevitably it's kind of how you, your confidence that you have in yourself and what you're doing, the communication uh, to get the play going. And, you know, you can't gift, those things to people you can't just give somebody confidence you can't give them performance they have to go out and demonstrate it and earn it and uh, that's where we're at so you know the game we play has spectators and people care about this game which makes it so great but you know there there is no hiding you know for any of us when we go out and play on Saturdays uh, we need pre practice and preparation is a prerequisite for playing well, but it doesn't guarantee it. So you can go out and practice well, really well, but if you don't do it on Saturday, it doesn't really matter. So uh, I think I know that if you don't practice well and you don't prepare, then you're, you have no chance to play well. So it's the prerequisite. Now we got to carry it over more consistently. And, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, the, the mentality, the focus, the confidence in your technique, uh, you know, that chemistry that matters up front, it's, it's all those things. It's not one thing. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a thing you and I have talked about this on many occasions, because the thing that fascinates me, the athletes that are truly great, believe, you know, they get through that hurdle of believing in their technique and then they start to execute at such a higher level because then it's just pounding rocks with your technique and you get to be really, really good at it. So I, I, as a coach, as a player, you know, that that's the part that fascinates me when we talk about it. 
Well, you can hear it in Coach's voice. At this point of the season, there's nothing that you can do except go back to the grindstone, get it done. He felt like they had a productive week of practice in the bye week, getting some things cleaned up, getting guys working. And so now the Bears have to put that into practice. This week, they go to Colorado, and they're going to play the Buffs, a team that's struggling a little bit right now, trying to find an identity. Obviously, they just fired Carl Durrell, their head coach. And so... This is a team that's going to, you know, you're never sure exactly what you're going to get. There is a coaching uh, connection there with Coach Wilcox and their interim head coach, Mike Sanford, right now. And so we will take a look at that coming up. We will do a preview of the Buffs coming up. Till then, I appreciate you guys watching, and I appreciate you guys listening to us here. I'd love the comments down below. Love to hear from you. And until next time, I'm Mike Pulaski for Bear Insider and the Ultimate Insider Podcast. Go Bears. <laughs>